Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 139. We're back down in the basement earlier than ever, maybe? Maybe. Could be our earliest recording session because you are off tonight probably to a friend's before you head to Comic-Con tomorrow, correct? Yes. So two nights away from home, are you excited? I guess. Yeah. Uh, and what did we do exciting this week? It's, of course, our March break, as we mentioned last episode. And I guess the coolest thing I did was go to that office experience. Probably. So I am a huge office fan, and you are as well now, too, right? You've seen it, I don't know, how many times through, you think? A few times. Me, more. But um, so for my birthday, my wife got me and you, since you're the only person that would want to go with me out of this bunch, I think. <laughs> The office experience, so it's basically in a large mall in Toronto. I think it travels, and this is where it's set up right now. And a bunch of interesting stuff and graphics and charts and things to see along the walls. But then also you, at one point, just enter Dunder Mifflin, and they've completely set up the the set, right? That's what I saw it was, yeah. Yeah, and you can just walk around. I didn't know it was that. I didn't really look into it before we went. So really cool experience you can sit in all the desks and open all the drawers and do whatever you like on the way through so i thought that was pretty fun mm-hmm. and then what else did we do this exciting stayed in a hotel haven't done that in a while yeah, randomly went out for a nice dinner it was kind of a co-birthday my my birthday and your mom's birthday since we haven't done much huh is that how it was yeah it well kind of and then went shopping and eating and such like that. cheese Went to Chuck E. Cheese for old, for old time's sake, yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Your brother wanted to go one one more time. I don't know. We no, haven't been I, in years. No, I know how to farm tickets because I'm crazy good at Black, or Pink Panther. Yeah, and then it, it's completely different now, right? It's no more tokens. It's all, I guess it makes sense. It's all on a card and you just tap them. But it's yeah. unlimited, so that's cool. Yeah, I guess that's better than... You pay for your time and you just go unlimited. Mm-hmm. Let's do as many things as you want to do. And then yesterday, your grandparents, coincidentally my parents, and your cousin, coincidentally my niece, came up for a visit. Yeah. We hung out and played a couple games and went out for dinner, so that was cool. You are so talkative. This is so I get? good oh, banter. There's timestamps, people, if you can skip him I not got, talking. I got, I got chicken. And go right to the wrestling talk if you want to, because he's just going to say he got chicken and he has nothing else to contribute. Well, this I didn't really do a whole lot. I don't know, you could have... And con- yet, I did do You were at the office thing with me. You had nothing to say. I you were feel at- like I did too much stuff. Okay. Well, you did work as well, I think, one day. Maybe. Yeah, well, I also work on the weekend. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um. And I don't know. I wish I had, like... Because I, th- I don't know. I think other than Monday, I've been doing stuff the whole time. <laughs> Gonna have to turn up your volume, too, because you're but whispering. I'm not whispering. Well, you're barely speaking. But I will fix it in got post. shoes, I guess. So. Yeah, that's true. You got two pairs of shoes at the Nike outlet. That was cool. Just kind of lucky. Your feet are officially bigger than mine. Just... Always a happy day when I don't get figures and I do get shoes. Yeah, that's well, you're supposed to be saving your money. So we're, that's what you're doing. And then I'm going to not save my money in approximately... That's what you were saving it 24 for. 24 hours. Right. So, anyways. 22 hours? I got nothing else to say. 23 you, hours. You want to talk about wrestling? I watched more wrestling than usual, even, because I... Had time this week, so I watched, I watched less wrestling than usual because no SmackDown. Because I watched Dynamite, I watched Ring of Honor, I watched Impact, I watched MLW Underground. I don't really watch anything other than and NXT. I, got, I don't really watch anything other than what I gotta watch. Cause and then you just watch constant videos of random wrestling things. I don't really have time to watch stuff. Oh please! Oh, well, I don't. You why, don't take time. Why to you watch. really want me to watch a whole another wrestling show for no, no reason? 
No. Uh, I don't have to, time for that. To say that you don't have time for it is not an accurate statement. I don't, because I, I, there's new Star Wars stuff. I'd rather watch any YouTube right. video. I'm not, you prefer to do other not things. Not taking time in my week to watch like NXT <laughs> or... Yes, your very busy Impact lifestyle can't squeeze in more wrestling. Ring of Honor, especially not Ring of Honor, because I have to go find that, and it looks not important. It's fine. Okay. No time. So such a busy guy you are, but yes. Anyways, I say we start talking about the wrestling that you did watch and I did watch, and we'll start out with looking at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. So taking a look at the ratings, NXT this week averaged 590,000 viewers down 5.5% and earned a 0.15 in the key demo down 11.8. And of course, uh, and I don't seek these out, this is what the place that I get it from tells me, NXT's second highest rating in the demo since January 3rd. So again, second highest and not that long ago. Two months ago. Seems to be the classic. Uh, It did go against coverage of NCAA March Madness play-in games, so not quite the tournament, but the games for the last few teams to get into the tournament so i guess that's some different com- uh, competition from usual dynamite averaged 852,000 viewers down 0.7 percent so basically the same as last week earned a 0.27 in the key demographic down 6.9 and this they went with third lowest audience total of 2023 so far so going back what three and a half months and actually the third lowest so that's cool uh what do you have i was again a slow news week i have three things that are not of super consequence um so the biggest news of the week was um the bella twins are finished with <laughs> wwe they're not they're renamed the garcia twins. okay so all i saw was that they were the garcia twins and i didn't care so i didn't click on it so they're gone because they're active a lot but they were still under some sort of contract like legends or a regular one i wouldn't consider them legends but probably that i don't know and so now is the speculation they're going somewhere else or what Please say no. I'd hope not. I don't really know, and I don't want to. No, I don't want them anywhere. But that is huge, groundbreaking news. It is. Yeah. Uh, Good news for us, at least, and that is that Stu Grayson has officially re-signed with AEW. So he had an impressive performance, I thought. I mean, we'll talk about it in a bit on Dynamite. They announced that he is once again all elite. So awesome for him, Canadian boy. Yeah. We're both really big fans of him. He is... He does some crazy stuff in the ring, so um, I'm not sure they need more talent, but I do like Tag Steve Grayson. Yeah, that's true, and and trios, right? So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm glad to have him back. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, so the real big news that kind of just came out of nowhere, I think it was it was when I saw it when I was working. Yeah. Um, so AEW's got a six oh, right. show uh summer Canadian tour um coming this year. And it's kicking off with the second Forbidden Door. So that's finally got announced. Not only that, but it's also in Toronto, our neck yes, of the woods, at Scotiabank so. Center on June 25th, which was huge because I didn't, I never would have expected that. No, you were very excited to text uh, me that information. I was super pumped. Because you don't I'm, usually text randomly while you're at work, but this one was, I think it was caps lock too. Maybe. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I was pretty excited for second Forbidden Door anyways because I thought that, that was a really oh, yeah, nice show. Oh, yeah, awesome. But um, now it's it's here, so that's pretty sweet. Um, I think forty five minutes from us. Yeah, tickets are on sale next Friday. I think on your mom's birthday. Your mom's birthday. My sorry, my mom's birthday. There your you grandmother's go. birthday. Um, then so then as well, there's a dual Dynamite Rampage thing in Hamilton, Ontario. Right. Um, which was hold on, that's I that's where the figure seen. store you love is. 
Yeah, we so we we could go there anyways, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. We'll just drive all over Ontario yeah. for AEW. Uh, the Hamilton one is June twenty eighth, so I guess it's like right after that. Uh, then there's a dual Dynamite Rampage in Edmonton, Alberta, on July fifth. Just hit that one too. Yeah, and then <laughs> they did a separate one for Saskatchewan. So there's the Dynamite in Saskatoon on July twelfth, and then July fourteenth is Rampage in Regina. And then Alberta is also getting a house show on July 15th in Calgary. Yeah, Canada. Um, So that's pretty sweet. I mean, I only really care about the one. Yeah, we're going to look into going to Forbidden Door, I think. That's, that's, that's insane. It's in a much bigger venue than Dynamite. It's in like our in. legit kind of venue. It's in the, you know? yeah, the hockey, the that's, Maple Leafs arena and whatnot. That's sweet, though. And Raptors. Um, yeah, that's crazy because, I mean, the Dynamite was solid, but I feel like this is like oh, yeah, this would be more way guaranteed to be a good I show because... Don't even know what the card is, and I think it'll be awesome. Yeah, and don't I don't you don't need to worry about segments as much because it'll be mostly like yeah. the matches and stuff. So that'd be cool. And I mean, it's definitely like infinitely more expensive, but at least it's this is a show you'd already pay for. You to challenge Shibata, but I think that's for I think the so. Ring of Honor yeah. one instead. Um, I'm hoping the cool. Osprey shows up again. He's hurt right now, I think. Uh, I don't know for how long though. Uh, yeah, that's still a couple months away. Yeah, so I'm sure. I'm hoping be. Osprey shows up there. Um. I don't. It's weird because Jay White's not there anymore. So the open like, would be nice. Oh yeah, I just United Empire in general. I kind of want to see, and then yeah. I don't know who who else do I even really care about besides them. Like I don't. I I think now it's that your just, boy Jay White's gone. Yeah, I think it's just like cause I don't really. Um, depends on the match, but I don't care. I can't say I'm super invested in seeing Okada. Um, but pretty much any in ring will be good. But yeah, Ishii was be, already around a lot. I just can't think of who. I'd like, still watch him they'd take i'm just kind of interested in united empire and that's it really yeah but, but it should be an awesome it, show it'll be sweet yeah it depends what they do and like i saw like or i was thinking because i was talking to my friend and like it's more interesting because now they have a women's house so you could bring in monet and have her face like right. hate or something which is something they didn't have and then that would also be big. The, the trios titles weren't a thing last year True. so and also now since it was um since the atlantic title was um the champ first champion was crowned at the first forbidden door it has since leveled up it has so leveled up can it's, confirm it's different now they so mentioned it a, a few lot of different times. things yeah so yeah. i mean oh, that's pretty sweet though i was super surprised like even better than dynamite yeah i guess them coming here did well enough for them to go weak and fill. yeah and then fill now they're extending to um other areas and then also they were in winnipeg for the yep. most recent dynamite so they're they're getting around they are that's cool and impact back as well. So Canada's a hot spot for so we win. wrestling right now. Uh, only a couple of things I have injury-related. Kofi Kingston is going to undergo ankle surgery, apparently after a fluke injury in a match on SmackDown where McIntyre flipped over the ropes onto a bunch of people and something went wrong, I guess. Um, I mean, I would love, because he's going to be out a while, if they did something different with him when he came back, but I can't see them doing it. Apparently Vince, I saw unrelated tried to break up the or wanted to break up I, new day i a was few just times. reading about that yeah i'm ready for it man they're super stale for me so I'd, i would love something different but yeah i don't i wouldn't mind at this point i feel like they probably still move a lot of merch and stuff and are big with the kids right and that's they need to appeal to that demographic with somebody so i guess that's them but who knows anything else i only have one uh other. the only other one i have which isn't super interesting is the um, adding to the hall of fame this year they're inducting great muda I saw that. That's cool. I, Which like, is solid. And I guess it kind of 
follows the trend of his retirement tour stuff uh this year yeah and he was i used to watch him a lot in wcw mm-hmm. back in the day right yeah so kg mudo as well not really wwe but since they bought everything else yeah it kind of makes sense yeah and then also i was like i just thought like kind of rumors that batista might be out like obviously he hasn't been confirmed yet but he's yeah. kind of rumored as the headliner then so he, it might they might delay it again if he can't make it because he may or may not do other things i'm not right. sure he's a he's a popular guy right now perhaps they say the best acting guardians ever. guardians 3 is coming out oh, yeah. i see the best one that's what they say i've seen some things suggesting he is actually a right, better actor than rock it does a lot of he's pretty similar in a lot of things right and, and i don't Cena, think he's bad but yeah he's no i like him a lot in like jumanji and stuff he's like, not terrible either I he seems think. really similar in that and then something else i saw too i swear i think it was like journey 2 or something and cena's like okay but he's in a lot of like lower stuff too i think right? yeah I've heard good things about Batista acting. I haven't really seen. I like him in Guardians a right. lot. He's really good in those. And I yeah. haven't really seen him in much else, but that, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, the only other injury I have is Danhausen apparently out for months with a torn pec, similar to uh, Cody Rhodes. He suffered it at Revolution, which I, looking back, I don't really. No, I don't know. His arm wasn't purple, so I couldn't. Right. Tell. Um, but I think because a lot of his work is like outside the ring, anyways, I like he might be gone for a couple of weeks. But I bet you he'll be back on yeah, TV. But like cursing he raises people, his arms right? How's every he going to curse so, people? Yeah, he's the, he has one curse. job and it's he can't a, do it's it. It's a half curse. That's yeah. right. So yeah, that is all I have for news. Me too. Wow. All right. So let's move into our in-depth review of the week, and that's taking a look at this past Wednesday's AEW Dynamite. Um, we kicked off the show with a segment this week. We did, which normally I am not a huge fan of, but there are exceptions, exceptions to that, for sure. Yeah, When, when you're main eventing or when you're opening. Uh, so it's MJF's Rebar Mitzvah birthday celebration thingamajiggy. Indeed. Um, he insults Canada, like, for uh, thinking Bret Hart was entertaining. He says Shawn Michaels was better, which that's when I was like, oh, yeah, they're in Canada. I right. Like, it, I don't even when he said that it took me a minute to register mm-hmm. why like i was just like okay that was an odd thing to bring up yeah in middle america or something <laughs> yeah yeah just in general i was just like that's a that's a weird thing to bring up but um and he talked about how judaism is the only religion that matters so we're, we're tackling religion now here. so uh, and it's kind of interesting to me because sorry to interrupt you but like I do like that he's including that as part of him because that's part of his life and whatever, like that's real. But then it's like, is he using it to get heel heat? And then that's a little bit like, you know what I mean? That's I a bit of a sense of it. It does. So I'm glad that he's not avoiding it, right? Because that's part of who he is. But I, I don't think he's using it to generate heel heat. And I don't feel like the crowd's specifically giving him heat for being Jewish at this point, which I hope they don't. So. Yeah, I'm okay with it too. I just think it's kind of interesting and it's not really yeah. something else that's not really done. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talked about his bar mitzvah. He said after he tapped up Danson um, to retain his title, he is the undisputed best wrestler in the world and he is Iron Man, which... That was kind of funny. Got that reference. Yeah, I did too. Because he said it at the end of the movie. That I didn't know. I just figured he said it at some point. No, because like there's the there's the press conference thing. There's like New Iron Man. He's like and he's supposed to give like this public speech because rich guy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he's supposed to give this like this speech like with the alibi and everything. But then he's like, he's just like, Iron I Man. am Iron Man, and that's how the movie ends. And then guess what song plays in the end credits? No idea. Iron Man by Black Sabbath. Smart. Never would have thought. 
Um, then Subtle. some random Jewish people came, uh, ran out and they were dancing in the ring and like circling him or whatever. And they did the chair thing where they carried him on a chair. Yep. Uh, until they got up, interrupted by Jungle Boy's music. He came down. But then he before he spoke, Sammy Guevara came down and then Darby Allen um, came in. And then MJ asked what they want. And simultaneously, to my surprise, uh, they all said, I want a title match. And it's all of the pillars, right? Yes. All sir. four of them. All four of them. Uh, so Jungle Boy spoke first, saying last time he wrestled MJF was at Double Nothing 2020, and they went back and forth for 20 minutes, and then it's always MJF cheated and got the win, and then uh, they, and he said MJF got handed every opportunity in the book while uh, Jungle Boy had to wrestle on Dark um, and Elevation, and he was saying how MJF hasn't wrestled Dark on Dark or Elevation or even Rampage. Um, and he said some people only get 60 seconds on TV while MJF gets 20 minutes to do the same stuff. Uh, MJF said that this entire place revolves around him and it will change if he takes the title from MJF. Um, and MJF said that this company does revolve around him because he is a star. Then it's Sammy's turn to speak, uh, saying he could turn this into a recircumcision, which that <laughs> seems a little like you're going to circumcise him. That's your insult. Again. That's like. And uh, that's interesting, an interesting turn of phrase. Uh, Sammy said that MJF kissed ass to get here while Sammy worked on the Indies for years and worked at Whataburger, McDonald's, and any job to get there. And he was told he was supposed to be Inner Circle's job guy, Jericho's bump guy, but then he became TNT champion three times over. Uh, he said he never needed the machine. He got himself here, and he'll get the world title. He said whether Max or the dumbass Canadians like it, he'll be a world champion since he's the best ever, and you know it. Then, um, like he remembered he was a heel at the end because he was yeah. pretty baby faced. The That's whole what I was way, thinking, right? right? Like, yeah. he kind of circled back there. He did. Uh, and then MJF took a shot at him for getting like he nod to the Andrade brawl. Um, then it was oh, Darby's yeah. turn to speak. Um, forgot about that part about how like he went to film school in 2013 and he made a movie and like his teacher told him to sub- change it if he wanted to um submit it and he didn't want to, so he dropped out and he said he never went to wrestling school. Or, sorry, now that he went to wrestling school after that. Um, and he spoke about how that there will never be a uh, bidding war for him because AEW allows him the opportunity to be for him to be him. And that um, his biggest problem in the company is people going on Twitter complaining about being unhappy and wanting out. Uh, and he, and he uh, ripped on MJF for the bidding war 2024 bit. Um, he said if MJF doesn't give him a shot, he'll go complain on Twitter. Or he'll beat him with the skateboard and give him a headlock takeover, which is a nice nod. Yeah. Uh, and then MJF finally spoke, and he took his glasses off, and so his eyes are all messed up from the, I think from the match, right? Yeah, Still, I think so. Um, one of his eyes was like red. It was, it was pretty, uh, it was interesting looking. Um, he ripped on all of them, saying Sammy's probably going to propose to another girl again. And Sammy retorted with saying that his fiance left him. Um, he said that Jack or Jungle Boy had Christian, Sammy has Jericho and Alan Sting, and MJ says he doesn't need anyone, he doesn't need daddy daycare, because uh, he's been ready since day one. He said they are the pillars, but he's the only pillar that can keep the place up. He says he's beaten all of them in singles competition, uh, and he says they don't deserve to sniff the triple B. Um, he says he's going to eat his cake because he deserves it. Uh, and then he said, uh, thank you, screw you, bye, and he slapped Jungle Boy. <laughs> then that resulted in a bit of a brawl, and so when he was on the apron, he got knocked off by uh, Darby and Sammy, and then he went into the cake. Right. Cake had to be used. Yeah. If you, once you see it, 
So, I mean, I really enjoyed this. This was super long. for So for me to say I liked an opening segment that I think was pushing 20 minutes uh, is pretty good. I just like that it's kind of a logical step for the rest of the pillars. I don't think any of them are ready for a title run, but they're ready to be like main event adjacent, right? Mm -hmm. With a little bit of effort put into them. So Sammy was super uh, inside baseball, as they say, right? With all the job guy and bump around. Uh, but he was super passionate. And I saw Meltzer complain eh, that they were like, burying by saying like oh you i spent time on dark and elevation and rampage and you never had to he's kind of like well you're burying your other i don't really think it matters no and like i think i mean i get it for rampage because that kind of is a like disservice but show, like yeah. for dark no one it's yeah. dark and elevation does not anyone. count i don't care if you bury that like endlessly yeah. like that really doesn't matter i thought i think you agree darby sounded great here and it's one of those i think when he's asked to act sometimes it's a stretch but when you just like tell your story you know what i mean because i feel like that's probably mostly true then he's a lot more natural so i thought this was an excellent opening to the show and all four like it just feels fresh right and for me it highlights what a major strength of aew that they have excellent young talent that they're not afraid to get behind, right? It feels more hip almost, like new school, rather than trying to capitalize on, on WWE guys, right? This is like, here are four guys that are ours and that are awesome and that are super young. Like they're making their own stars by listening to the fans as well. And I feel like WWE is already decided who's the star, right? And tries to force right. that and, upon. And sometimes going back to the well with some people. And whether the fans want it or not, they they decide this is a star rather than let, giving the fans input. And I feel like that's what AEW does. And you see four super young, super talented guys all together. None of them, I think, will dethrone MJF, but it's a no. cool story along the way, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought this was pretty great. Yeah, I thought it was, it was a really nice segment to start the show. I thought MJF started solid. And I like the Brett Heat, but he was pretty short-lived like his, he didn't speak a whole lot before everyone came out um laying not like the bar mitzvah bit was pretty brief as well yep um i like that we had the rest of the four pillars come out because on paper i already really love that um i think the segment delivered on pretty much all fronts so i thought jungle boy sounded pretty good i think it was one of his better promos everybody as well. yeah uh, i like the nod to his history with mjf because honestly that's probably one of the ones i would have forgotten like i remember the derby match with mjf i remember his history in the inner circle with sammy i don't remember a ton yeah, but but like it kind of comes back now that he's mentioning it. Um, I thought Sam was good as well, albeit like leaning away from the heel side a bit, but it was still good. And he maxed out plenty of history. Like I think that's the one I probably remember the most. And it's a little reminder that he can be a baby face, right? Like he's a easy to hate as well. But I think like he can do that. It's just clean the kind of baby face thing if he has to. Yeah, it just kind of like faltered out or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Darby blew me away here. I thought he was just the standout here. Like it just like. It may it might have been the best he sounded in a promo, but like it was easily one of his best. Like I, it's the best I remember him sounding in and a while. And it was kind of lengthy, right? It was. It felt pretty lengthy too, not really in a bad good. way. He just sounded great, he and did. like as I was kind of listening to it, just kind of hit me over like that. I was really enjoying it. Like it sounded really real and genuine, and he sounded like really into it. And uh, when he was mocking the Twitter people, that and that made me laugh. So like he also amused me as well. And I love the callback to the headlock finish because that was a really good match. Um, I was really pleasantly surprised by him here. I thought he was like my favorite part of this easily, which is weird for a Darby promo, but like I thought he was really good. It may draw him, as they say, heat with the guys that are the complainers, though. Eh? Yeah, but that whatever. On that that made the segment for me, and honestly, yep. like I don't know what else we'll see in the year, but that's a probably front runner for segment of the year. Is this? Good. This was really good. Uh, I think MJF wrapped it up nicely. It's weird that he wasn't the highlight here because I thought Darby 
Like, I thought Darby was on his level here. Um, we got the classic cake spot at the end, which is fine. Um, and, like, if you're opening with, or closing with a segment, as we say, it's got to be worthwhile. And I think this definitely was in every sense of the word. I think all of them delivered. Uh, it was really well done. And, like, I like that they all have history with MJF because that works so well. And I think it already gets me decently invested in a potential four pillars, four way title match. Um, if they keep building on what they did here, then I think that would be one hell of a main event for Double or Nothing, which I, I think is where it would be probably. Um, it'll work so well too with all of them having history with them, Jeff, and the whole pillars thing. I think that would be so cool. So I really hope this is where we're going for the next pay per view because this is this is money alone. I think so too. Like whatever they want to do, it feels like all four or do a triple threat with one of them qualifying or whatever. I don't know, but however you get there, it's going to be pretty interesting. I think this is definitely. I added this segment to the list. I, I, I think that's fair. Just yeah. as something, really if we good. do best yeah. segment or whatever, it's probably in the running, right? Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it, yeah. too. Um, so then we go to our first match of the night, which is Black Bull Combat Club versus Hangman Page and Dark Order's Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. They did quickly show us Jericho was honored with a street name, right? Or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, it was some metal Because it's thing. back in Winnipeg, and he's a big deal, so they gave him... They named a street Chris Jericho Way. I think that Way was and... honorary, and then there's some metal thing he got right. for something... So I don't know. I, he got stuff for being famous. I meant to note that, but I don't, I don't think I did. I, I, that's all I noted. Mm. Um, so the match starts fast with Uno and Yuta going back and forth with strikes in the corner. Uh, Stu Grayson gets a hot tag after a little bit from Uno and takes out everyone with a flurry of offense, capped off with a Tornado DT, which had like a bit of a extra swing to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like on the landing. And some sort of swanton to Claudio for two. Um, then Claudio was ragdolling him on the outside, just throwing him repeatedly back and forth in the barricade and the ring apron. And then BCC uh, team up to hit a spike pile driver on the outside. And I'm never going to say that ever again. That's like when people said UE and it was gross. Didn't like it. No, I okay. write BCC. All I the write time. it because yeah. it's easy to write. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to. I just shouldn't. I'm yeah, not so saying spike that pile driver with. Um, Both of them. Yeah, somebody grabbing each leg, right? But I feel like you and writing, this is different, because I feel like I don't think I ever really wrote UE at, at that I much I write either. DO a lot for Dark Order, too. I don't, because Dark Order's not that long, and I feel like that just looks weird to me. I don't know if I'd remember that. I don't know. I, if it's, like, three words or more in, like, a, in a thing, then yeah. I'd probably, like, Black, Black Bull. Like, that makes sense. I've got a few shorthand uh-huh. things I use. Yeah, well, what do you got? No, it, that's it, all I can think of right head. now. Yeah. I'll think yeah. of other ones. Other than, I know, like, the Jungle Boy one. Oh, JD McDonough. I don't like to spell out. Mc- I don't like to write out McDonough. Just do JD. So I'll put JD, but sometimes say McDonough. Yeah. Okay. That's. And fair. then there's other wrestlers that I shorten. I can't think of who mm-hmm. right now. It'll come to me as you're talking. I think talking, he's probably. in. He's in the new games. That's good. And it looks like um he stalls the Jordan Devlin entrance motion yeah. from 22, which is good because he. Oh, uh, I don't write Dragonov either. I just write drag. <laughs> that's one for sure. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. Because in, in 22, Devlin had his own title entrance and victory motion with the title. So I really like that. So I'm hoping if he keeps his standard entrance in the new game, he's probably keeping his title entrance, which is cool. Because, like, not a lot of people get their own title entrance. You know right. what I mean? Like, sometimes there's generic ones. Or, like, a lot of the time with the title entrance, it's just, like, their normal entrance. But they just have the title around their waist. Yes. But some people get like a special title entrance or like sometimes they're holding the title or do like a or like pete dunn would have his own you know what i mean right like that or like roman reigns has one if you give him paul Heyman. um so jordan devlin have one, his moment and i remember when i saw that the first time i was like i was surprised because like i didn't i don't know why i didn't think you'd have one but like 
he's really cool because he has it like over his shoulder and then he carries it to the ring and like he does like his enter his turnbuckle pose with the belt and like and it's cool anyways <laughs> uh, it, it's really it's really cool and i'm happy because i think also i've come to the conclusion i like jd mcdonough's theme more than I like jordan devlin's theme and i think that's because um like i really like jordan devlin's jordan devlin's theme a lot when he used it because it sounded awesome let's be honest but uh the JD McDonough one's more fun to listen I'm to. I'm pretty disappointed that he and Dragonov aren't on the pay per view. Maybe that's like a stipulation. Unless match. they come back around to it. Yeah, yeah I, I hope feel like so. they would because they faced off already, right? Like on NXT. If I know that's I off UK, the card. But... It's one of the matches I'm most interested in, if not most. I feel like they probably in. put a stipulation on that and probably. maybe slap it on there because I I don't know what why you wouldn't, especially I, I with like limited matches on there. They they'd probably put that on. And there. if you're ever gonna get like casual viewers, that's gonna be the the weekend. So get. Get them with a awesome good match, match yeah, on there, right? right yeah, I yeah. would think. And kind of a new champion. Uh, then not too long after, <laughs> circling back, uh, there's a stalling pile driver from Mox for two, also on Grayson. And then uh, finally go to Hangman, Hot Tag Flurry. I hit Yuta with a pop up power bomb later on, and then Uno hit a Swanton bomb. But then he immediately he ate an uppercut from Claudio. Then there's a brief frenzy that ensued until uh, we end up with Mox and Hangman legal in the ring. Uh, Hangman lines up a buckshot for Mox, but then Yuta hits him with the ring bell behind the ref's back, and then he's out. Like it, yeah. it was weird. Uh, Grayson Uno brawls Mox gone. and Claudio until Yuta comes in for the numbers advantage, but eventually they take control. Uno hits a butterfly DET to Mox, and then um, I think Yuta was in the corner, and so him and Grayson did the stereo 450 splash and cannonball combo, and Grayson got a two count off the off the splash, uh, and then they hit fatality for the first time in forever. Great move. Uh. They hit that on Mox for near fall with Yuta breaking the pin. That was really nice to see. Yeah, that's one of my favorite tag moves. Um, and then, so the finish comes in. Yuta takes Uno off the apron when Grayson tries to tag. Then he eats a big corner and lariat from Mox. A huge pop-up uppercut from Clyde. He really yeah, got him off that time. Him, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then he got he just got choked out by Mox for the win. And then they uh, choked him out more. Uh, then they beat up Uno until Silver and Reynolds chased them off. Yeah, Silver and Reynolds are the scary ones, I guess, eh? Mm-hmm. Johnny Hungy. Is that, that works? Uh, I thought Grayson did look really good in this. Uh, nice showcase for him. Uh, he did end up taking the pinfall, but like his usual, just like super athletic, everything's clean, and like there's a- always a couple impressive things every match he does. I thought it was a really fun tag match, pretty much what you would expect, right? Um, and they started out following the tag rules again, and then all hell bra- breaks loose for the final few minutes where it gets uh, really fun, I thought. And the Blackpool Combat Club further demonstrate their edge right and dark order who were never going to win but they are competitive against one of the top trios i guess so that just sort of dark order stays at the same level right they keep providing pretty interesting matches but never go beyond that like having good matches and not winning basically i wish they could take some of them and push them as a tag yeah. team or a trio or Grace something you know i think uh, as a tag, tag push. i agree if you're gonna do the guns like how can you not? I don't know. Because Uno can talk too, right? So I'd, Oh, he can, yes. He I'd can. put Uno and Grayson against when FTR take the titles. I'd give them a match at least. I would, yeah. So yeah, I thought this was uh, pretty much what I expected. I enjoyed the match. You? I'm I'm hoping, I just thought of it, I really hope Santana gets healed. And yes. I hope they work out whatever's there. And Ortiz, Because yeah. Power and Powerful is awesome. And I've forgotten about them. And them with Eddie as a trio would be cool too. Well, if they went back to that. Just split. Yeah, I, know. I, I guess that's that's true. But I wouldn't even mind them as like, even if you want to turn them heel again and have them go against FTR, I would love that. Yep. Because they wor- they work in either capacity. They do. So I I'd really want to see them again. Now that I think about it, um, I miss Santana. It's been a while. 
It, yeah, so, he's awesome. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so I thought this was a pretty nice opener start us off. You know, opener and match, whatever. Same difference. Um, would have been perfect to start if we didn't have the promo segment. Like, I think that was a smart start, but I think, like, this would have worked as well. Yes. Either or. Uh, crowd is super hot for Stu, which was nice to see. And he saw some solid action in this. Um, surprisingly, though, Hangman did not. Uh, he, <laughs> no, he it was took a while for him to get in. And then he got the hot take bit. He had some other stuff. Then he was out after the bell shot, which is odd. Um, but I love that we that meant time to shine for Uno and Grayson together as well because hit some of their greatest hits, which is really nice to see after a long time. And then uh, the finish and Blackpool getting the win makes sense, doesn't bother me. Um, that works with my thing all around. This is really good. Yep. Um, then it reminded me, I watched the entrance from that 10-man tag in 2021 with Hangman Dark Order. Oh, yeah. I think that's, like, that's got to be one of my favorite entrances, entrances of all time. Like, you know, like, they had, like, the cowboy package. Yes. And then they all, like, come out, like, fun. in a line. Yep. And they had the different version of Hangman's theme, yep. but not a crappy real song that I don't like. Right. It was still good. Yeah, I remember that. Um, Yeah, I love that. I Like, I, I still kind of get chills every time I watch that. Hangman Dark Order was a cool little story. That was cool. It still works. But, like, I'll, I'll never forget, like, the first time that was, like, when that was really coming together, because, like, I don't know. I feel like if you just show that entrance to someone, it's not as interesting. It still looks cool. It's like a bit of a spectacle, but like just having like actually watched through that whole story. Yeah, it made sense. And like that match too was pretty good, but like the whole Hangman Elite Saga and like trying to get the title. I remember like, I don't know, just it makes entrance. That entrance is so cool. It's like, it was. And it's, I don't know, like because the Elite didn't remember that they had the Space Jam one. Mm hmm. Now what that wasn't as cool to me. I don't know. I just like the Hangman Dark that one. It's so cool. I still watch that. It's nice. Um, next we get a quick promo from Juice Robinson. I didn't gather much specifics, but he was just talking about um how he attacked Rick Starks last week, and I don't remember why. It was I basically like all I got from it was because he can, right? He just is trying to show that he's that guy. I, I, that's all I got from it too. That's, that's but it was something like, like that. he he came across as like unhinged here pretty well, right? If that's what he was going for, it was kind of like old Pillman kind of deal, just mm -hmm. super hyped up and yelling. But, but yeah, I was kind of didn't see any specific reason given either. It was just like because I can, kind of. I um I don't I'm know half joking, but it's still better reason Ruby Soho. I guess it's just it's no less lazy. It's no better. It's except the difference is this isn't a quote-unquote interesting month-long storyline and i assume this is just a way for starks to continue winning right and then juice gets on tv at least and does something yeah as he starts his it AEW was the final time. promo from juice there wasn't a lot here but it's good and i mean good for him for getting some tv time i, I like that yeah he sounded cool he just didn't really give any reason that i could pick up on mm -hmm. next we get jade jade cargill's open challenge in canada canadian open challenge for the tbs title Against Nicole Matthews. Had you heard of her? I don't know who that is. Not me either. When I saw and the name... And we go to indie shows, and I watch a lot of wrestling. When I saw the name, like, on when I read something, I thought, oh, I thought it was similar, but I was thinking of a different Nicole, so... I did not know who this was. No. I feel like maybe I've heard the name before, but I'm not even sure about that. That's what I thought, but I don't think so. Um, there was It was basically just a pump kick from Cargill, and then also... Um, jaded, and that was pretty much it. Yeah, it was like a minute or something, right? So it was, oh, she was in the May Young Classic? Really? She defeated Isla Dawn in the first round, was eliminated by Tegan Knox in the she second. She beat Isla Dawn. That's what it says. Really? Are you yeah. sure it's the same one? Uh, Canadian. 
Huh. Nicola Matthews, yeah. Huh. All right. There you I go. I take it back. Pe- pedigree. Canada's best. Yeah. Th- I, oh, I get to say it, and I missed my opportunity. This, this was your women's match this week. A one-minute squash match for Jade Cargill. For versus her title. Somebody a who, title match. It's a title match. Versus somebody who we, as wrestling nerds, had never heard of, let alone the average wrestling fan no and i don't even know if she's in on i think part of it was i don't think she's an ontario indie because if this was like a canadian open challenge and it was on the toronto show you might have gotten like jody thread or something right who i would have been happy to see sorry did you go over the aftermath i was looking up nicole matthews oh um ty valkyrie showed up she uh hit a glam slam jaded whatever to um the the, the last baddie oh uh, uh Layla Gray. The, yes I, you got there so I mean, I think you were writing similar things to me. It would like if we get peak Taya Valkyrie, right? Then that is cool or close to peak. Then, but if we get the one we saw in Imp- or in NXT, right? We were not a fan of, and I know she didn't get much time and she had a weird character, but even her in ring, we were like kind of looking at each other going, wasn't she good? <laughs> she at was. Some point? And then she wasn't. So we've both been fans of her in the past, but some of her recent stuff has not been great. So. That was a nice era for NXT, though. Oh, I want to go back to that. She is a person who could realistically end Jade's reign, and I think that needs to happen because... That's the upside here, right? Because She's like, a big enough name, and if she's running well... But I'm almost well, afraid that they did, they're going to do the same thing, because I thought the same about Athena. Uh, exactly the same. I'm like, yep, this is the one that should take it from her. Nope. So, yeah. Because Jade I'm needs... not sure. Jade... And the title need to do something new, right? She's just fully plateaued at this they point. They mentioned this the longest title run in AEW period. Right. That's just kind of sucky to me. It's not. Like, that's, I was saying that last week, too, was I not? Like, she was longer than Kenny, longer than yeah. Bucks, longer than Sheeta, longer than Baker. Period, longer than, like, it's, which annoys me because, like, all those reigns were so much better. She was longer than, I bet she was probably, actually, she might not have been longer than Mox's combined title reigns, but, like, still, it's just annoying. Yeah, so this was just. Her doing her thing, and the I guess the more important thing was that Ty Valkyrie's there. So it was interesting to see her on Dynamite on Wednesday and then Impact on Thursday. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think she's being written off next week right, is and they're, what I they're saw. They're taped too, right? Yeah. Because so, there's in like next week or is live, so. Yeah. I just looking because I was going to look at the title reigns again. Interesting, the international title. So it's there's Pack with his first r- title run, then there's Cassie, but then Cassie's international title run is being kind of separate. Yeah. So he's the inaugural international champion. It's not like I guess it's a, it's weird. It's a separate lineage, but also the same because it's kind of here. But anyways, like so, one fifty four days for the Atlantic Town. Then he leveled up, and now it's international <laughs> champion. He did level up. I'm gonna we'll see how many times I can naturally work that into as many as they do probably, which is like half a dozen. No, I'm determined. Something. To, I'm determined to beat them. I'm I'm just better. Would you say the TNT title leveled up when there was two belts or no? No, stay okay. same level. Okay. Yeah, because right, because it's the same name. Yes. Is it, yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. Um. Alrighty. Uh. Where? Am, oh, I didn't talk about this excellent match. My mistake. Um. So all the women get is a squash match. How exciting! And that's the best I got for someone Canadian. Like, I didn't really expect something legit. But then why would you even build it like that? Just... Or if you bring on a no name and she actually has some experience, obviously, like why can't she? Get a couple near falls or something. Because Jade's not that good. Right? The no-namer, because clearly she knows how to wrestle. So, I don't know. To 
to have someone no one knows and have her lose in a minute seemed like a w- weird choice. Yeah, clearly more about the angle than with yes. the debut of Ty Valkyrie, which is cool as long as she's better than her NXT run and more like the Taya that was great. Yep. Um, and she's technically Canadian, right? So yeah, I guess she that is. works. Yeah. Uh, and not much here though. I mean, I think like, that's why they did it there, right? That would make sense. Yes. Yeah. But then sometimes they do weird debuts or like. I guess it wasn't, sorry, it wasn't AEW, but, like, I thought it was weird that they debuted, um, because wasn't there, like, a Raw or something in, no, it might have been Diamond, anyways, like, they debuted, or they returned Giant Gargano on Raw in Toronto. Yeah. I just feel like that's weird. Like, I'm not saying it has to be hometown, but, no. like, it's just bizarre. Like, that's not AEW, but I guess it's, it does make sense here. Or, um, okay, uh, next... <laughs> Then we got uh, Ricky Stark's interview, I guess, to reply to Juice. Um, so he's being interviewed by Shivani. And he was saying if Juice Robinson has an issue with him, then bring it anytime, anyplace. Uh, I thought it was solid. Not a lot here, but it was fine. Not Nothing like... He was I mean, a little more subdued and serious, amazing. right? Yeah. So I kind of liked that there was a change of pace from him being yeah like the rock light or whatever he gets into yeah. sometimes it was yeah it was really quick i'm a little so curious if all the mention of faction stuff and bullet club is teasing that he'll they, they will bring another bullet club people especially i guess with um for Bendor coming but uh i'm wondering if it, it might just be mentioning for the sake of it just because like juice was in bullet club but i'm so I'm wondering if like they'll actually bring people or not that reminds me, just like as I mentioned, I'm hoping they start the build a little sooner this yeah. time. Yeah, they. It was. Remember, it wasn't. It was a little. I remember, like none of the builds were great, but then we really liked the show. Right. So, uh, we need a bit of a sooner build this time. I'd be fine with El Phantasmo coming mm-hmm. for Bullet Club. He's cool. Yeah, I was. I was thinking like, I thought of ACB, but I guess they're technically not New Japan people, so I guess no, it doesn't really work. I would love to see them there, but I don't that, think Impact's going to happen. El Phantasmo though does work. Yeah. Or, I mean, he won the loser lead, so you could, uh, I guess you could bring Hikaleo. Kenta. Hikaleo. No, thank you. Just some, like, uh, I don't know, also Hikaleo, Is he still there? Yeah, he beat Jay White. Oh, right. Jay White's gone. Right. Uh, JBJ White soon. Dude, show New Zealand. And then he could take on someone from Japan. That would make sense. But then it, <laughs> that would be funny, because, like, it wouldn't be much of an interpromotional match then because it would just be like, he was just there. He can be a, oh, what's Ruby Riot's group now? An outcast. He can be an outcast and we can start the same amazing story with the men. <laughs> yeah, he'll, so good. We'll build him. He's got legs. Like, he'll, he'll, he'll be like the Scott Hall of this operation. Exactly. And then he's going to bring in like, who's really close to Jay White? I don't know. Like, he bring like. I have no idea. I don't know, but I saw like Gato's new guy is like, because Jay White's gone. So I guess Gato's new guy is Finley. Yes, and he is becoming the leader of Bullet Club, from what I understand. Why? Well, ew. That I guess he's getting the the big push here. Is I'm not hundred percent. I guess that's I think. the kind of the Jay White push. To I believe be fair. that's what I've heard. Yeah, but Jay he's White's gonna, good. I don't know. Finley is, but like has his moments. Jay White. Does he do Blade Runners? I don't think so. He's super fast, I'll tell you that. Finley. Yeah, but he looks really weird. I just saw him with like his like black hair look or whatever, like with all the dye and stuff. He looks really stupid. Let's keep going on on like Dynamite. Jay White's just, you know. He um, is cool. Did you talk about this? What? The promo? Yeah. Yes. Yeah? Starks? So. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, next, we get QTV. Yeah, this was like, I feel like they were trying to do like, um, what's that trash reporting site? TMZ? Because they have shows that look just like this that I have had but the like, un- I don't get misfortune why. of seeing. Uh, but anyways, yeah, go ahead and talk about it. So Marshall is backstage hosting QTV with a bunch of people sitting around talking about it's real like, news with Powerhouse right. 
Hobbs in there with the title. The idea is it's like a newsroom and they're talking about what news stories they're going to focus on. And um, stuff. They showed a video of who broke in a wordless car and told the title and it was Aaron Solo. So the factory does exist, kind of. Uh, yeah, right? That's what I was thinking too. We're just going to call it something else or... A faction called QTV. QTV. But anyway, <laughs> it's even dumber than the show. Yeah. Um, I was worried this is going to be like um your typical in-ring talk show, like a right uh Ms. TV kind of deal, something like that, or like Grayson, Grayson Waller, Waller effect, effect or Ding Dong Hello. Yeah. Um, KO show gets a pass because it's Owens. Yeah. Highly Real gets a pass because that was Jericho and that was good. It was. Um, usually, am I missing? I feel like there's like more like crappy ones. Like talk- sure. there's like so many talk shows. Um. Uh, the VIP lounge. I know MVP does that. Sometimes. I don't know how good that one is though. I don't remember. Um. Anywho, I thought it was one of like it was gonna be like one of the bad ones. I don't know if this is better or worse. Um. They laughed at Wardlow comparing him to Batista, who they I think they mentioned too. And then Marshall did his best Vince impression, saying ruthless aggression. He m- mocked Wardlow and he laughed because Wardlow left his passport in the car, which they have too. Hobbs said, "Welcome to Will's that. world, uh, biatch." And then like. The announcer summarized it. Um, so this was bizarre. Like, why does not Hobbs not have in a to good be... way? Like, it was just weird. I don't even know if it was good or bad. It was just weird. I don't get why Hobbs. Is I in don't here. want Hobbs. They immediately make like cancel out anything you've built with pushing him a bit by affiliating him with these people. Why not do a book of Hobbs segment instead of this? This, uh, yeah, I don't. You were going pr- like a super realistic angle with Hobbs, like telling his real story, and now he's in like a. QT Marshall comedy adjacent at least like I don't I don't like this segment and I really really don't like that Hobbs is involved it in was this. really weird I was Hobbs already is cool. I was already kind of missed that he was involved with QT but like the way they played that off I could have been like oh that's the favor and now it could even lead to a like placeholder little angle for now yeah but not this he's not like Hobbs is really cool but he's not cool enough to make this group relevant I don't think no, he needs to be relevant, not trying to help other people get relevant. So didn't enjoy the segment, really don't enjoy Hobbs being... Yeah, it's a it. great start to a settle run, for right. sure. Um, running around QT does one for your career, asked two times. That's right. Uh, Orange Cassie versus Jeff Jarrett next, as we level up for the AEW International Championship. Yep, Jeff Jarrett's leveling it up. They had, a new, takes. They had a new belt and everything, too, on the stand, like... It's the and exact Cassidy same design. It put it in the backpack. It's the exact same design, just uh, different text, obviously, to replace um, All Atlantic with International. And Cassidy took the time to go and fist bump the the Shockmaster. The Shockmaster yeah. was there, and Taz didn't get it. Taz was like Stormtrooper Jones or whatever, and they're like, um, it's actually like one of the most famous botched yeah. wrestling things of all time, but. I wish Cassie held both titles because they look the same. So it would be, be too like lazy to carry them both, though. It would be like having both TNT titles, kind of. And so, therefore, it would amuse me. It's not on brand for him, though. But it's funny. Very on brand for Sammy. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, I like that. Um, so Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, I love Jeff Jarrett. Twenty twenty three, correct? Twenty twenty three, Jeffrey Jarrett. in his fifties. Oh. Working for a title. I want to say that's better than I expected, but also I don't... It's still If you really, old. really pay attention to the match, like, what wrestling moves took place? Not a lot. Especially from his side. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, go ahead. Oh, hip toss from Jared. Right. Uh, then he does that Peaked strut. Early. The, he does the strut Several we all times. love. Um, 
it takes long too. He has to do like the, you know, he has to do like this hair flip thing, Lo- and then he has to go. A lot of smoke and mirrors for him in a singles match because he hasn't been in a singles match. This is his first one. I'm almost positive. And it's a title match, right? In 2023, so there's a lot of, a lot of moving parts, as I like to say in this one. But sorry, go ahead. Talk about those so he parts. hasn't wrestled a singles match in however long, and his first match is a title match in AEW in 2023. Correct. It's killing it, brother. Okay, just making sure I got that right. You did. All right. Um, he does the Cassie's like light kicks of doom mockingly. Cassie comes back with some strikes. He just like that classic chops over. He's like, ooh, and his arms go back. And mm-hmm. it's like, love it. Um, we come back from the commercial break with some knee targeting from Jarrett. Sleeper hold applied by Jarrett because he's old, so of course he does that. Um, and Cassie's able to break it with a hands in pocket jawbreaker. Dutt distracts the ref for the first time. Uh, <laughs> yes. And Singh gets a cheap shot on Cassie, and then Jarrett locks him in the figure four until Cassie fights out. Uh, strike exchange. Jarrett ducks an orange punch and shoves Cassie into the ref. That slides the guitar in, but Aubrey Edwards comes down as a replacement ref. Of course. And takes it away. Then Cassie rolls him up for two. Sanum and Duck get ejected by Aubrey. Other ref wakes up. Bryce Ramsbrook, who I have a trading card of. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Tilt a world DT from Cassidy. Jared distracts the ref. Lethal runs in, hits Cassie with the Golden Globe, and Jared gets a near fall. Did they take a fake Golden Globe or something? Because there's no way they still have Paul Walter having no, a Golden Globe. No, I think it's a facsimile. Oh, why do I remember his name? Gross. Uh, Trent Breda runs down to attack Lethal. Eventually, we get an orange punch for the win. Don't care. Yeah, I mean, Jarrett can't do a lot at this point, and I feel like he limits other people, like what his opponents can do too. So this was really basic action. I'm some good heel tactics from Jarrett, like classic stuff and his crew. But like, he's really feels sports entertainment more so than Jazz at this point in a company that. That's not what yeah, I'm looking Jer- for. Yeah, Jericho should do the strat. <laughs> right? That's not what I'm looking for in AEW. So there, for me, there just wasn't enough wrestling in this and just too much other stuff. Orange Cassidy's good, and I generally like a lot of his matches, but not good enough to carry Jarrett. There was just so much going on here and really not much wrestling. If this were on a show where there were like three amazing matches that got a bit of time and you threw this in, like it wouldn't bother me that much, but I, I definitely didn't enjoy it. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I agree. It was fine, I guess. Uh, the opener far outshines this. I didn't expect much from Jarrett, to be fair. However old he is, I don't care. I rhymed. Uh, the answer is still too old to be in a title match on AEW in 2023 multiple times this year. Let's not forget he's had multiple cracks at the tag titles. Correct. I don't care who his partner is. It's still stupid. Uh, I feel like most of the match was strikes and submission holds. Sprinkle in some leg targeting, and there you have it. Because then we just had a lot of interference and shenanigans. Nothing that great here. None of the near falls really hit. And I expect a result. Um, this did not feel a leveling up for me. I feel like a level down. Was not one of Cassidy's no. better No, as long defenses. as this feud is put to rest and Jared and Co. take a break from main Dynamite TV, I'm fine. Like, this is what I'm saying. Stuff like this. I like, got time for lethal. Yeah, but he's not getting away from this group. No. So. That's true. That's just collateral at this point. Yep. Like, this stuff like this does not help Cassie's title run for me. No. Um, next we get a trios title match high package. Um, there's just some promo bits from House of Black and Jazz. I don't think there was elite here. There's another one of my shorthands, H-O-B. Hob. That is literally my only note. It just says Hob that there was a, yeah, because there wasn't really anything. It was just It was a solid. Click. It was fairly short. The best part was Malachi talking, I guess. Yeah, slick looking hype package. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Next we get a brief acclaimed music video. I don't know. There wasn't a lot. It was pretty, like, general. Was, I think it was mostly talking about the fans. It was, like, a minute long or something. 
Yeah, it was. I didn't gather a lot, but it was pretty solid. I liked it. It was like a different beat from the usual, right? And Caster rapping for longer than normal. And yeah, it was basically highlighting their connection with the fans. And I thought it was like, and kind of like the organic nature of their rise, like, because the fans just started to love them. So they got, the company got behind them. So yeah, I thought it was good. It was a change for Caster. It was cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next, we hear from the Outcasts. Sure do. About time. And they have a name and a new theme and Tron graphics. And yeah, it's official. It's all so nice. Well, Ruby Riot was their, uh, Ruby Soho was the Hulk Hogan. Now they're an official thing. Right. Now it's all official themes and outfits, and I'm sure they'll have a t-shirt. I'm getting that t-shirt. It'll be awesome. I'm, I'm getting that t-shirt. For sure. Um, so they all came out. Um, uh, sorry, I was flipping off the fans. Um, sorry, I told them to shut up. Soho said, uh, once upon a time, the grass was greener in AEW. Um, she just said other stuff I didn't remember. Uh, Soraya claimed without them there wouldn't be a division. More on that later. Uh, there was only one women's match at the last pay-per-view. Uh, Soraya claimed she was a miracle. Uh, Soraya ripped on the fans, uh, who she called twat. Uh, she got fined for that. Which she, oh, really? Yeah, that's a bad word. Depending. In in England, it means a range of things, but in other cultures, it specifically refers to other things. She got fined, and the email was sent to mm. people, apparently. I'm going to Google that. <laughs> Perfect. I'll Google that after. Uh, Tony called the fans fat people while trashing AEW because she was an interim champion. Mm-hmm. She said none of the fans appreciate her. Um, but when Jamie Hayter beat Tony, uh, the fans loved it. Um, Tony claimed the fans don't know what they want, so they're here to give you change in the division because they are the outcasts. Mm-hmm. Officially, Out- outcast means changed. Got it. That's like saying, you know, why they call me Cage? Because I'm a machine. Because I'm a machine. That's right. That has the same energy for me, except that one's funnier, and Cage <laughs> is at least awesome. Uh, Tony said they're not going anywhere, much to my dismay. Um, she said women like Sky Blue, Willow, Nightingale, and Riho. Uh, like, I swear they said rookies, right? And then they mentioned Sky Blue, Willow, Nightingale, which Sky Blue makes sense. Willow, a bit of a stretch, but that's fine. At least you could say AW rookie. Yeah. But Riho doesn't make sense to me. Because nope. I feel like she's Years. been wrestling for a decent amount of time. And she's also literally been in AEW since the very beginning. Correct. So it doesn't work in any stretch of the term. I think so, they just misspoke, probably. I think so. I think they were just mentioned, like, and, like, that doesn't make sense. In either way, because you're talking rookies, Riho doesn't work. And if you're talking originals, only Riho works. Yes. So, hmm. And then Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, which, there you go. Um, They came out later. There's a bit of a brawl that really doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't care about this still. It's just the heels hate the fans, and they feel like they're outcasts. Fine. It just kind of feels forced, like they're kind of making it up as they go because they expected Soraya to be popular and people to like her. And when they didn't, they're kind of like flying by the seat of their pants with this one, which I, <laughs> I respect the fact that they recognize. Twat. Yeah, great. <laughs> I respect the fact that um, they nice. recognize Soraya wasn't being embraced as a baby face, but th- I don't think there's a lot of thought going into this and doesn't it, we're obviously getting a, Six-person tag with the heels winning, right? To gain credibility as a unit and a heel group, and then away we go. I'm assuming it's the second definition. Okay, great. The not-British one. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, this was not great. Uh, kind of a bland heel promo. I thought Soho didn't sound any better than last week. 
She's not fine. Not I don't know. I, f- I feel like I can sense that she's acting and it kind of bugs me. I think generally she's fine in promos, but this makes it worse because she has to act and she's just not a natural heel in this role. Like, she was fine in Riot Squad, but like in this heel role, not good. Soraya also wasn't good. And the line that irked me was like, she's saying, without them, there would be no division, which can't be true because they're not the originals. They're there the ones was a fighting against the originals. They got there. There's a division long before it good, they came. But, it's but there. It, is, it existed. And honestly, like, it's had better times than when they got here. Yes. And like, it's been a while. It's been around a while before they came. Like, if, if Baker and Hater were heels in this feud. That's what they would say, and it would be right, because ba- like Baker's been here for sure since the beginning. I know Hater's Hater was been there pre-COVID. You're pretty long. She got stuck, right? So she's been there pre-COVID, which I think that's that's fair if you want to go original, because at least like yeah. around original Dynamite, sure that that's fair. Like that would make sense. That'd be accurate. But like, especially Soraya, she's barely hasn't even been here a year. Soho's barely been like been there just over a year. Storm hasn't been there a year either. Like. It's it doesn't make sense. That I think they're trying hard me. to not make it. It's just former WWE faction. No, no, it's outsiders. They could be from anywhere. Well, it's just all WWE people. Yeah. Um, Storm wasn't great either. The whole complaint about interim thing gets it's gotten old fast, and she just was interim champion. That's a fact. That's, That's just how happened. it was. And then they changed it, and she wasn't. Yeah, but like she still like was. You know what I mean? Like and like, I don't. That's just how it was, and you can't. Like they can retroactively do that. What you're really complaining about about being called the interim champion is you're complaining that they didn't strip Thunder Rosa of the title. And what does that like? Yeah, that's that's what what I wrote. Like it's Rosa's fault. It's not on AEW. It's on Rosa's fault. And I I guess you could be better better about that. But that would be like, (laughs) I guess we're long from the thunderstorm days. Yes, we are. Uh, next we get a 2.0 promo. Uh. Menard was praising the Acclaim video and saying Jazz loves rap music, and Parker says it was e- even entertaining. Uh, and says they and so Menard says they invited them twice last week, and Parker says maybe they're playing hard to get, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, maybe they need a reminder of who Jazz is, and so they say to tune into Rampage and see why they are the epitome of sports entertainers. Yeah, these guys are entertaining, but they're not going to get me. Yeah, he said it. They're not going to get me to watch Rampage. So this is just. Like every week, part of Dynamite is is little promos trying to get me to watch Rampage, and yeah. I almost never do. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, these guys are fun. It was fine. It was pretty short. They're somewhat entertaining. But they I, are. Just, I don't know why the recruitment thing is a thing again. Like I just don't really want that kind of story again. No. They tried to get Starks. We can have fewer members, not more. <laughs> yeah, they already have like, I mean, I I think Ty and Anna Jay have been largely absent, but like they have what is it like? six male members and then two female who's garcia facing on rampage it actually interested me a little brody right i would actually watch that that'd be cool but anyway sorry it's kind of odd though it's heel on heel it is a bit yeah and it's not even like the like because i know it was winnipeg but like it's different if jericho was facing brody kinks and he could kind of face it for then but i don't know then we get quick phoenix promo um he was like kind of reminding himself of his or Alex was reminding him of his past accomplishments and saying, why doesn't he go for the TNT title? So he's accepting Hobbs put out an open challenge for the title on Rampage. So they're doing that, I guess. Like, it was fine. It was quick. Phoenix isn't a strong promo, but I think the match would be really good. It was nice so. to hear him actually speak. I thought he did fine, right? Obviously, it was kind of limited, but I thought he sounded fine. And that's actually a pretty interesting Rampage match to me as well, to be honest. So that's two matches I kind of want to see. So I might end up watching it tonight. You never know. 
Let's see, I'm supposed to be going out for the... <laughs> I got a text from the dads down the street to go hang out in the garage for the game, and I didn't know, because I follow such little hockey, right? I had to be like, what game are we talking about? It's the Leaf game, I assume. Ew. Whatever, I'm going to hang out and throw darts in their garage. So that's Yeah, fine. well, I'm not... With hunting. a bunch of friends, so it's fine. I'm I can tolerate some hockey. Stuff. Anyway, um, sorry. I, I liked hearing from Phoenix there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, main event time with House of Black versus Jazz versus the Elite for the AW World Trios Championships. Correct. Not a leveled up title, by the way. Nope. Same level. Um, And it's weird. It's a three-way trios match. I don't think I've ever seen that yeah, before. It's the first time in AEW, for sure. Oh, yeah. But I don't even know if I've seen that, like, ever. I probably have, but I don't know. Maybe not. Because I, I, you always see multi-man tag matches, but, like not with trios but i think it was smart of them to put the two hometown boys right find a way to get them in the main event so from that standpoint it's smart not that i love seeing jazz but i get it here for yeah sure. makes sense um and my other annoyance before you start was at some point in this i don't know if it was everybody but the picture in picture was done and it stayed in picture oh in yeah picture that with sucked. just a black screen for the commercial part and then the match was in a tiny screen for probably over a minute or two I would yeah say. that was really weird it was annoying mm-hmm. sorry um, go ahead yeah i, I mean you, i guess you could end the lead versus jazz but i like incorporating house of black you get too. them on tv again title match honestly makes more sense story-wise other than jazz being in here doesn't and get them a defense like doesn't make sense a yeah. high quality defense and a, no- a notable one because right three-way yes which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so after some stuff in the opening, the crowd goes wild and Omega and Jericho get in the ring together. Also, Omega had this kind of white gear with like... He had a Canadian flag in his, hanging out of his pocket or something? Yeah. Like on the side, yeah. It was like a uh, white base and it had like gray patches on the kick pads and like some start and on the tights and it was it had like blue and red gems on there or something. Not actual gems, but like gem kind of shapes. Yeah. Um, It looked like his what he wore on grand slam uh when he faced danson which was like that the blue gear and also had a little bit hanging out so i guess he replaced it with the flag it just looked like a recolor of that mm-hmm. or the gray version from full gear when he lost a hangman so, <laughs> it, so it looks like a color variation of that which i really like this though white he gear good. he did white gear is always a win um but when they're about to face off house of black attack them and it, they cut it off as we go to commercial break uh, later on, Murphy's on the outside. He has Nick over his shoulder in like a power slam position. And he darts Nick into a knee from Black, who was in the ring. So that's kind of cool. It looked good, yeah. Yes, I'm calling him Murphy. Um, Omega gets the tag from Nick and goes on tear, then doles out some Snapdragons. From, he hits the Fireman's Carry, rolling sent on in the middle of Moonsault to Murphy for two. Uh, there's a frenzy move from a bunch of people, then a super kick party later on until Brody King takes up both of the Bucks. Uh, Omega hits the classic Topic on Gila to Jericho. Uh, Garcia hits a superplex to Nick Jackson, and then Guevara hits a avalanche Spanish fly to Matt Jackson. Uh, Omega and Jericho team up to superplex Brody King. Then we cut to a brawl backstage with Hangman, Sylvan Reynolds, and Blackpool. Um, because Grayson's at the hospital, and Uno. Uh, oh wait, Grayson's at the hospital with Uno because Uno got taken out. Okay, so that makes sense. Yeah, I thought that was a weird little moment in this. Yeah. But anyways. Um, then Matt hits the locomotion northern light suplexes to Garcia. Uh, King hit a cannonball to Guevara, and then another to Garcia. Uh, Jericho takes in House of Black Swarm him, hit Dante's Inferno for a near fall with Omega breaking the pin. Uh, then finish comes with a knee from Murphy and then a kick from Black, and then they hit Dante's Inferno to Garcia for the win and the title retention. Uh, then Hager goes after King, but House of Black outnumber him and take him out. Then the brawl between Black Bull and Dark Order 
uh, breaks down the entranceway, and they take out Sylvan Reynolds, and they surround Hangman in the ring. And then the Elite appear behind Hangman, kind of backing him up, Ooh. weirdly, and Black will back away. Right. Um, really good main event that the fans wanted and were really into, right? They wanted Jericho and o- Omega. They sort of teased them facing off for a little bit. I thought Brody King continues to look like a beast, and he gets to deliver the finish that's pretty protected as it should be. Dante's Inferno looks cool. I don't think this was on the level of the title match at Revolution. But, no, I love that. And I didn't think there was any doubt who would win this, but like, I love the trios division, and I'm all for any types of these matches, so I was still pretty entertained by this. I, I would love House of Black to still gain some depth character-wise, but at least they got a quality defense here. Like it felt like a pretty like lengthy TV match, in like, a good way, too. Like I feel like it got a good amount of time. In the aftermath, even though the post-match brawls and stuff are a staple of AEW, at least this left us with a cool visual of the elite sort of standing behind Paige, right? That was, uh, that kind of made the standard aftermath worth it to me. So yeah, I really like the main event. I wish that visual lasted longer though, because like the, he turns around and then basically cut to black. Yeah, they should have lingered a bit. I, I, I really would. I would have liked that a lot more. Yeah, strong finish to the show, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a really fun main event. Um, a great end to the show. Uh, all, with all the people involved, I think it was constantly entertaining. Um, I didn't love that they did only two people in the ring. Cause I like when you have one person from each team, I think that works a lot better. But when it came down to it, it really didn't seem to matter too much. Um, the finish was a little anticlimactic, but uh, the rest of the match had a lot of great action throughout, and I enjoyed it. Um, House of Black get a quality win here. Yep. And I think uh, everyone, pretty much everyone looked good. Uh, the backstage brawl spilled out was kind of interesting. Um, and the end of the show is one hell of a hook. It gets me excited. Especially if we want to run with the story now that Blackpool's kind of taken out the rest of Dark Lord and Hangman's got to turn to the Elite. Right. Um, I think it'll be really interesting. I'm, I'm really excited to see where this goes. I'm kind of happy. The only issue is without Danielson, Blackpool's outnumbered. And as much as I want Danielson involved in this, I don't know how you do that with, while keeping it in conjunction with his last yes, story. Just said so he's going issue, home. So he's right? got to be gone for a bit. At least. Right. So I don't know. But um, I'm super interested to see where that goes. That I'm, I was really happy to watch the show just to see, just to witness the, yeah, it was the cool. end there. It's re- it was a really small bit, but it, it's really cool. Yep. Uh, overall... I don't think this was an amazing show. The opening rebar mitzvah was really cool. Probably my maybe my favorite thing. Uh, and then I thought two good matches like Blackpool and Dark Order was good. And the main event was good. And then kind of a lull in the middle wrestling-wise, right? Jarrett Cassidy was nothing that I really enjoyed. And Cargill Matthews was nothing really at all, right? So, and then it's like the outcast don't really care. 2.0 quick thing. Phoenix quick thing. I like the acclaimed rap. So. I don't know, man, this was, and the QTV segment was a negative, right? So that was definitely a minus for me. Uh, I don't think this was a great show this week. I would say I'm going to give it a B minus, a really, really good segment to open and two pretty good matches along the way, but then a lot of other stuff I didn't really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So B minus this week. It was weird because I was kind of feeling, like as we were watching, I was kind of feeling good about the show because I thought like there was a decent amount of good stuff. But then looking back, like I was kind of like, it started oh, strong, right? It decent amount of stuff I really like. Yeah, the st- the start was super strong because I really love the rebar mitzvah. Like that was a really and nice then a good segment. match. And then uh, yeah, and like I thought again, Darby Allen killed it. Um, the opener was also a fun match. Like I thought, like with those, we were really uh, through a great start. Then we kind of hit a lull with the TBS title match, but that was short. But then we hit QTV, which wasn't great. International title match, eh. Right. Um, Outcast, not the best. 
then we picked up with the main event, which was a um, decent portion of the show. So, like, looking back, it's not as, like, as great as I thought it was. Because, like, with the start, I was thought we might have been on pace to have a really good show. But I think it kind of came back around not the best. So, yeah. I don't know. I think it was a pretty good show. But, like, in the end, kind of evens out to average, which kind of sucks because I was hoping for better. Me but I'd, I'd go with a B. Especially, yeah, with the segment, the opening match, and then knowing what the main event was, you're like, oh, man, this... But then yeah, the that, that, in... that was kind of my thought process, process earlier. But then looking back at some of the things I didn't love, it's just kind of like, yeah. then it kind of settles in. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, we're finished up with Dynamite and we'll move into some trivia in what we call Off the Top of His Head. Okay. So this week is kind of weird. Seems random. But we are going to go with nxt women's champions because i don't know why but i just started looking through so i'm gonna ask you baszler because there's been 15 right so i'm gonna try and get you to go in order from the beginning and then i have a couple other random questions to ask to bring it to about i don't know 18 or 19 questions i think so let me ask you who was the first nxt women's champion Saraya. correct it was Paige. and how did that happen do you know wasn't that attorney it was a tournament any a single elimination eight woman tournament Final question to make it really hard. Do you know who she defeated in the finals? I didn't. I feel like it was Emma. It was Emma. That's ridiculous. Okay, so after Paige, what, uh, who is the second champion? Charlotte. Correct. And how did that happen? She beat Natalia, and it was a vacant title. Right? Oh, wait, no, she did beat Natalia. Correct, right? in another eight-woman tournament, and it was vacated. Why? Because she won the Divas title. Correct. Uh, with the whole post-me thing. So Paige, yes, went to main roster, immediately won Divas title, so she was forced to give up. Uh, so Charlotte then loses the title to whom? At TakeOver Rival, I'll give you that. Sasha. Correct. Was and it the four-way? It was a four-way involving who else? Uh, Becky and Bailey. Correct. Uh, so then it goes from Sasha Banks to who? Bailey. At, at where? Brooklyn. What, TakeOver Brooklyn is correct. Then from Bailey, it goes to who? Oscar at Dallas take over Dallas this is weird okay then uh who wins it after that Ember Moon does she defeat Asuka no it was vacated because she went up and correct she defeated so Oscar's still the champion technically no she vacated <laughs> it. uh so sorry who won Ember Moon at where War Games 2017 correct what type of match four way with who I know Peyton Royce is there that's true it was wow. painted with Nikki Cross. Yes. And... Someone now gone back to Japan. Okay. Not... Was it Kyrie? Kyrie saying yes. Nice. So from Ember Moon to who? Should be easy. Um. Oh, yeah. It was Baszler. It was Baszler New Orleans. at TakeOver New Orleans. Then who? So we're at seventh. The eighth person to win it. Uh, after Baszler. Took it from Baszler. Kyrie. Kyrie saying. That was Brooklyn 4, right? Brooklyn 4, yes. And after that? Baszler. Back to Baszler. Which was Evolution. Correct. Two or three falls. Wow. Then? Uh, Ripley. Correct. On NXT. On an episode of NXT. Yes. And then? Uh, Charlotte. Mania 36. Yes. So uh, you're going to get them all. That's gross. Next? Uh, EO. Correct. Which at, was three-way with her and Ripley. At? At, at In Your House. Correct. And then? Um, 13 of 15. Oh, it was Raquel, right? Correct. Stand and Deliver. Yes. And 2021. then? From Gonzalez to Mandy Rose for a very long time. Where did that well, happen? That was at I want. It was Halloween Havoc. Right? It was 2.0 Halloween Havoc. Yes. How dare you? Yeah. And then currently on 
Uh, then I get well maybe right. Yeah. Right. Perez, which was that was just NXT, right? It was. Wow, you ran the table on that and knew every single one where it was. So okay, then longest reign is who? Oscar, right? Still. How many days? Five hundred thirty something. No, five ten. You don't know anything yeah. about anything. Shortest reign. This is contra- um, somewhat controversial. Was it Kyrie? It is Kyrie. So at seventy-one days, and then I have a note here. However, WWE recognizes Charlotte Flair's second reign as the shortest at sixty-three days due to tape delay. In reality, Flair held the title for seventy-three or seventy-four days. I I hate title runs with tape delays. It's unknown. so dumb because like. I was watching a ranking of every Impact champion. Penta was at the bottom because he his reign was two days because of tapings. But on TV, it's like a month. Yeah. So I hate TV That's taping what's going on here. runs. Like those are so stupid. So they didn't count some of those days, I guess. Youngest champion. Uh, Paige. At what age? Twenty four. Twenty. Damn. I thought it might have been um Perez is close. I think she's twenty or twenty one. Mm. Oldest champion. Charlotte. No. It's your girl. Mandy? No. Baszler? Yeah. Really? At 38. Well, she was the best one, so. Uh, most reigns. Baszler and Charlotte. How many? Two. Correct. Baszler's so Three women have held the title for a continuous reign of one year or more. Who are they? Wouldn't it be Baszler, Asuka, Mandy? Correct. Wow. You know a lot about NXT the, women's championship. The sad part is that Mandy's in there, because Baszler and Asuka, that's respectable. That's cool, yeah. All right, you crushed that, absolutely. So we'll switch back to, I guess it's mostly me because I watched a ton of wrestling and you might have some raw thoughts, right? And that's where we kind of cherry pick what we watched this week and we call it High Spots and Rest Holds. All right, so you are saying you do not really have, there was nothing either a high spot or really a rest hold from raw yeah raw didn't seem super worthwhile to me yeah well i, I some of the things nxt was barely worthwhile this week i would suggest <laughs> but i will start there i thought it was a really weak episode overall started out okay uh started out with a johnny gargano segment um basically he says waller went too far when he ran down nxt because nxt is gargano's home right he says home and then vic joseph interrupts from uh, commentary to show social media stream i guess of waller is at johnny gargano's oh home obviously he has a young baby and his wife is there so um gargano runs off to end a pretty lengthy segment and it kind of comes back multiple times i think two other times culminates, oh, of course it does culminates in a brawl on the lawn between gargano and waller and larray comes out holding the baby and she's awful she's just like hey hey stop that Stop that as, like, this guy's trying to kill her husband. But anyways, I do like that um, Waller isn't, like, the the chicken heel, right? He's, like, he'll do whatever to get under anyone, any opponent's yeah. skin, right? Like, he doesn't care, which I kind of liked. So I thought that was a good start to the show. And then I'm going to really summarize because I thought basically all of the action on this show was pretty much a rest hold. I would say the best match on the show was Gallus defending the tag titles against Pretty Deadly and that that was just okay. And that's made worse because in this, I guess Gallus is a baby face now. And like, yeah, but where's Joe? And it doesn't work. And the crowd is dead for almost all of this because they're supposed to be hyped for a Wolfgang hot tag, right? And they're not. They're just pretty deadly are getting more of a reaction in the heel camp. So it's 
really confusing. There was a cool near fall at the end where uh, one pretty deadly guy grabs one of the belts, right? The ref goes to stop him and the other one has the other belt behind him mm -hmm. sort of thing. But um, it only got a near fall. And then Gallus used their... I also don't like their finisher, right? It's like the running knee or whatever kick into a power slam, which I think just looks pretty ordinary. So 13 minutes, I thought it was pretty bland, but the second half was better. I still wouldn't say it was a high spot though. And then you got, again... A lot of these matches just too short to have much of an opinion on, right? Zoe Stark beat Saul Ruka in a five-minute match to qualify. So uh, did you hear what's going on with Roxanne? Um, kind of. So Meltzer's like really hedging on this one and it's annoying people because he's like, she's not hurt, there's nothing really wrong, but they're hoping that whatever the issue is, it's cleared up and she can defend, but this is like their backup plan sort of thing. To me, it feels like it's all fake and that she's going to be in the ladder match, right? Yes, because I don't know why then. So the story like they, is... They would vacate it if it was... Right. The story is they're having qualifying matches, and so Zoe Stark beat Saul Ruka. She... I don't know, Ruka was going one for one of her acrobatic flippy things, and what's Zoe's finisher called? Do you remember? It's like the flipping thing into a knee to the face. It I looks, did hear you say it. It looks really cool anyway. She picked up Something the with, with a number. Then you had... Oh, yeah? I don't remember. I'm almost positive. Um, then you had Isla Dawn and Alba Fire. They beat uh, Tatum Paxley. Or sorry. Dawn and Fire beat Niall and Paxley and Chance and Carter. So they now become the Wasn't number like one. Was it like KO 35 or something? Contenders. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if I'll know if I hear it, to be honest. So this was the big, uh, big Paxley turn on Ivy Nile. And that leads to Fire and Dawn winning with their... Uh, running double knee and senton combination. So this match, three-way tag match, was four minutes. So not much to say. I guess the point was that um, Paxley has finally turned because that's interesting. Then you had Apollo Cruz and Daba Kato got nine minutes. And I'm on record saying I liked Kato's recent promo, right, where he was explaining why he's there and why he's after Cruz. But he did not look good in this match. He's super slow and basic and pretty limited. Um, but he actually won. He did his choke bomb thing, or what is it, tree slam thing, sit out. Um, he hit it on the ring steps and then back in the ring and pinned uh, Apollo Crews in nine minutes. I, I struggled to stay interested in this because Daba Kato on offense is really slow and basic stuff. Uh, and then the other match, you had Dolan beat um, Kiana James in three minutes with the crucifix bomb. So Dolan also qualifies for the ladder match at Stand and Deliver. So like nothing of consequence match-wise on this. Another rest hold I thought was the Henley Briggs, Kiana James, and what's his name? Brooks Jensen storyline yeah. continues. I so can't find what it's called. I feel like it was KO35. You but... might be right. So this has Briggs in like full-on camouflage, like beyond just camo. It's almost like a ghillies suit. I don't know if you know what those are, but anyways. So he and Fallon Henley are breaking into... Kiana James' office to find evidence that she's dating somebody other than Briggs because I, I... Jensen. I, I even hate... Sorry, Jensen. I even hate recapping it. <laughs> this is so stupid. So anyways, they look in her notebook and it mentions like Operation Boyfriend and then multiple appointments with someone named Sebastian. So uh, they immediately jump to conclusions again, right? Because they haven't learned anything from the first time. So I don't know. These segments keep happening every single week, and every week I feel like my time's being wasted, and I don't know who this is for. It feels really, really juvenile every week. But anyways, I guess some people are entertained. I'm not one of them. You saw this. Scripts is back. What did you think? Uh, you watched the... I don't know. It kind of confused me. It does, it, I hate the voice, too. That annoyed me. 
so yeah they're still using like voice changer sort of thing and he's talking about i don't know he's speaking in riddles a little bit but then it's basically something dumb he's focused on one man and he holds up a mask um and then he showed up in behind an axiom promo later and then he attacked Axiom. Which is weird because the mask um that he had, I would have either thought that's his new mask, which you said it's not. It looked think. like Mysterio's more than anything. I thought it looked like Dragon Lee's. That too. But no, he... um Definitely not Axiom's, let's just say. So Wesley went to do his open challenge later and Axiom got in the ring and then Scripps sort of attacked, I think it was like a missile drop kick out of the corner. Maybe it was a flipping, maybe it was the mall eagle round, but they it kind of came out of the corner. You couldn't see. So he's that, back I think going, that's what after, he used before, right? going after Axiom, which is great. But And it also took away that match never happened, the open challenge, which is one thing I would, uh, like Axiom Wesley, I would be looking forward to that. Did not happen on this show. They took it away. Uh, rest hold, my note says, Braun interacts with other humans. So he ran into Tony D'Angelo and Stax backstage. There's another short form. I only ever write Tony D for the record. No, that's fair. They suggest uh, that they could take Carmelo Hayes out for Braun, but Braun doesn't want their help. And then he tries to be funny and like make reference to like mobster movies and stuff. And he's really awkward and bad at it. And then Tony and Stax, I guess the point of this also is they reveal that it looks like they're a tag team now and that they're going to be in the running for Sorry, uh, Tony and, and Stax. Because it's been this whole loyal, loyal, loyal. They're both incredibly loyal to each other. So it kind of makes sense. They form a team officially, I guess. And I, I don't mind another tag team. Uh, high spot, I thought the exchange between Dragunov and McDonough was pretty good. Um, Dragunov was already in the ring saying what he says, and McDonough interrupts. Uh, basically, the Dragunov likes pain, and JD loves dishing out pain, so he doesn't think that their feud's going to end. They've been like following each other all over the world, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Dragunov says uh, it will be the end, basically, because there's not going to be anything left of McDonough after their match. And then, unfortunately, they reveal that it's going to be on TV next week. Again, hoping that it somehow makes it to stand and deliver and not just on TV because it's one of the matches I wanted to see most. Um, rest hold, surprise, surprise, uh, JC Jane promo. <laughs> I know you're shocked to hear that. It's like the MJF. Sounds great. She, next, next thing you're going to tell me a Gigi Dolan match was a rest hold. So she's basically saying that, I already did say that, I think. No. Yeah. That um, Gigi needed to hurt her. Since she couldn't beat Jane if she were 100%, interesting perspective. Not that you got hurt in the match, but that she wanted to hurt you. But doesn't everyone you wrestle want to hurt you? Isn't that like kind of the point? Anyways, uh, she sounded awful. And I don't know, is she actually hurt here? And maybe that's why the match. Remember, I felt like it was really short last week, their right. match. So I don't know if she's actually hurt or not. But I also don't really care, to be honest. The only other high spot that I had was the final segment that was a contract signing between Carmelo Hayes and Braun. I thought Carmelo sounded really cool and natural. Braun didn't really. And there isn't really a heel going into this, to be honest. They both, the idea was that um, they've both sort of run their divisions and brought prestige and elevated the titles. And now their paths I'd say are. Melo did better. And their paths are finally going to cross me, too. Um, and they even shook hands. And earlier in the show, I don't think I mentioned it, Pretty Deadly are now going to be the hosts for Stand I saw, and Deliver. I saw a bit of the segment with Mel and Braun. Mel looked less heel a bit. He definitely is leaning away from it. It's kind of like, respect, respect, but I'm just the better champion and we're finally going to prove it. I, it feels to me like we're positioned for Hayes winning and him sort of moving into like a little more babyface role as a champion. That would kind of suck. Which I, I wouldn't... He's you know good I, in either I mean. capacity, to be honest. But um, yeah. So Pretty Deadly, are, we're at this segment as well, and it ended up with like 
when Hayes and Breaker shake hands, they're kind of like, nobody wants to see you get along. It's supposed to end in drama. And then like Hayes and Braun look at each other. Yeah, I saw. That's what I saw. And pick one each up and um, put them through a table. Pretty deadly, I mean. So yeah, it was like they worked together even to take out the heels at the end of this. So a little bit of a change of character for Carmelo Hayes, but I think it'll still work. It feels to me like he's going to win this and I think he should. And then I told you I actually watched MLW. I watched it last week and this week. I watched MLW Underground. So I don't know if there's a they're still doing what's the other one? MLW Fusion. Fusion. So I don't know if they're separate things or whatever. If they are, I only watched Underground. So two things, three things. One really big rest hold was real one. You know who that is? Uh no. Enzo. Oh. So he started out, he's in a wheelchair, I forget why. Uh but anyways. Someone's wheeling him down to ringside because he's going to do commentary, and he's cut a really bad promo on his way to the ring. Like, talking about waffle houses, and he'll call the cops on everybody. And, like, this is supposed to be his strength, right? It's kind of like he's not that great was his in thing ring, in the team but with he's Cash. an amazing talker. I thought this was like the lines were stupid, and he delivered it badly. So I was confused by this. It was bad. But a couple high spots. Opening match was an absolute car crash. It was Mance Warner, who I've seen. He took on Ricky Shane Page, who I've never seen before, but apparently he's a big violent match guy. He's a very you large... You haven't heard of Ricky Shane Page? I have not. Really? Should I have? Maybe I have. I don't he's remember. He's one of the more famous like in that. So yeah, they had a I've heard of him. crazy match. Like He likes throwing chairs into <laughs> Mance Warner's face a couple times. Uh, we got suplex through like boards that were set up, uh, suplex onto chairs, DDT through a table. Real one gets involved with because he's feuding with Warner at this point. So he gets out of the wheelchair and hits a crutch shot to Warner. And then we got um, Ricky Shane Page choke slams Warner through a chair and picks up the win. It was 11 minutes. It was pretty crazy. Lots of blood and violence and stuff. Kind of fun. And then the other high spot, the tag team titles change hands. Did you hear that? The tag, really? It was Hustle and Power, yeah. who, who are um, Calvin Tankman and NJ Nduka. So they ended up losing to the Samoan SWAT team. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is Lance Anawai and... Um, he was the one, remember when... You probably won't, but um, when Shane is feuding with Roman and he brought on a right. random Samoan. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was Lance. Him. Yeah. So his, I thought it was a fake Samoan, but he's... Not, that's legit. So his partner is Big Juicy, who is actually Tongan. So he's like honorary part. And like, he is humongous. So this was just like, a, I thought, like a entertaining tag team Haas fight. It really is only like... I think like six minutes or something, but somehow it felt like a lot happened. And it feels to me like they're almost going for um, like a bloodline light, but doing babyface because the SST now of the tag titles and their babyfaces and Jacob Fatu, who's the leader of them, is going for the main title against Hammerstone at some Hammerstone point. Hammerstone's heel? Uh, I don't even know. I think he is I didn't is think now. he was. but They showed a promo and it felt like he was. So I don't know exactly hmm. what's going on. Uh, and overall, I just like the variety of MLW Underground because I got a hardcore match. The match in the middle was a luchador match where uh, Lince Dorado took on, I think it was La Estrella. Uh, and then a Haas tag team match all in 42 minutes. So a really quick watch and I liked most of it. So Impact then, I don't have a ton of details on it. A few though. High spot was the opening tag match. It was Gresham and Bailey teamed up to take on Black Tarus and Crazy Steve. Only seven minutes, but really entertaining. I thought Tarus specifically looked great. In a sequence with Bailey, he at one point he had him like up on his shoulders and then spun him around into a really painful looking uh, backbreaker. We got lots of Mike Bailey in this. I didn't feel like there was a ton of Gresham. Bailey ends up winning it for his team with the tornado kick and then the Ultima weapon to Taurus. My only complaint was I don't think Taurus needs to take the pin. If Crazy Steve's available, then 
you go that route. But uh, so Gresham and Bailey shake hands after the match, sort of teasing the formation of a tag team, maybe. But then they have a segment later, and Gresham basically calls Mike Bailey his sidekick, and then Bailey challenges him to a rematch at the next pay per view that I forget what the name is. What's the next pay per view for Sacrifice? That that's the one we're not at, right? No, that's the one in Windsor. So it feels like maybe a tag team coming, but they're gonna have another match. Uh, you watch some of this. The, the Death Dolls, oh no, you saw the match. The Death Dolls and Rosemary were talking about facing Coven. Uh, Taya says that magic is scary and dangerous and suggests that Jessica stay away so that she and Rosemary can handle the Coven. Um, Jessica walks off, and then I was confused because Taya says something like, what happens if Jessica finds out she's been Havoc all along and that we've kept it from her? And I'm like, what? I was confused. I don't get it either. And I watched the show and I was like, it's probably because I bear, like these segments don't do anything for me. So yeah, I don't get and it. And then Rosemary goes out of her way to point out that it was Taya who kept it from Havoc. So I'm wondering if this is leading to Taya's write-off, obviously next week, but I guess so. Uh, it continues to be something I'm not interested in. And it, again, weird seeing Taya on different companies two days apart or one day apart. Uh, further rest hold is the PCO Eddie Edwards angle. So PCO's doing full Frankenstein now, complete with the bolts in his neck. Remember, he was left for dead in the desert or whatever yep. last week. He got run over. So it shows him a couple times, like making his way. He ends up at the facility, uh, interrupts an in ring promo of Eddie Edwards, and then Kenny King helps Eddie for whatever reason. They try to take out PCO, eventually, do with the Boston knee party into a chair. And then a kendo stick attack to the head. You saw that, right? With the chair. Yeah, that, that looked lame. And I just don't think this does anything for Eddie Edwards and Kenny King. Like, they have to join forces and use weapons against, like, a very old man who can't do a lot anymore. But <laughs> yeah. anyways, I'm just not a PCO guy at this point. Mega high spot, no Bully Ray on this show. Nice. There was a little Dreamer segment with Mickey James, but no Bully Ray. So that had to be mentioned. Then the only other high spot, the six-man main event, was solid, but kind of felt like a random thrown-together WWE six-man tag. It was Alexander Swan and Kaz taking on Bullet Club, which was Kenta and Bay and Austin. So obviously really good action throughout, and things really picked up at the end as like things kind of fell apart, right? And everybody you lose track of Legal Man and all that kind of stuff. So Bullet Club ended up winning with their fooled Art of Finesse combination to Swan. Uh, Partly because Alexander was distracted. He noticed that Macklin was watching from afar, like at the back back of the stadium. And again, good match. I don't, it felt like a kind of a random pairing, but a good match nonetheless. Um, and then ROH, I just finished watching before we came down, right? And I only had a couple of high spots, I guess. Uh, one was one of my favorites is back with Ring of Honor. So Silas Young won a match against somebody. Somebody. Um, and Shane Taylor came out onto the ramp and said basically I thought you were know, talking about Silas Young no that he's the most dominant Ring of Honor TV champ of all time and he's ch challenging Silas Young for next week so I am a big fan of Silas Taylor or, or Silas Taylor <laughs> Shane Taylor on the mic and in the ring so I'm super glad to see him show up because I don't know what he's been doing but I, he's been nowhere that I'm watching so I quite enjoy him um, mm -hmm. Wheeler Yuta was in the main event against um, the long haired dude from the Ring of Honor. Clark, Clark Connors. Connors. No, he's from New Japan. Strong. Yes. Uh, they had a um, they had a pretty competitive match, and Yuta finished up. He won, obviously, with one of the, that pin that looks really hard to get out of, and then he challenged um, Shibata to a match, which I think should be pretty awesome. And another high spot, the Embassy won a six-man tag match against Dalton and the boys, and I thought the, the Embassy looked 
awesome. They're three huge guys, right? And they were just throwing around the boys because, you know, they're not very big guys and they don't generally win yeah. or get a ton of offense. So the little guys got in a few flurries, but the big men looked pretty awesome just beating on them. And I, I was impressed with, is it Toa Lanoa? Is that his yeah. name? I thought he looked pretty cool. And it's just a simple way to establish the embassy as like a super dominant kind of monster trio. And I thought they, they did a good job of that. And that's pretty much all I have for all of that stuff. And you said there are no updates from figures this week? No, the only thing that was like somewhat real I saw was like Impact um, first figure line in like a while. It's up oh, for really? order. I think it's just, they got fourth. They look okay because I've only seen like prototype renders, but I think it's Moose, Edwards, Perrazzo, and Jordan Grace. Interesting. I wonder yeah. what the like similar I would hope, size I would figures hope so, and yeah, scale. Because otherwise, then like. Be limited options right yeah. so I, I would assume so that that would probably be the smart move right nice well I guess that's going to bring us to the end of 138 kind of a quick episode with no pay-per-views or anything to talk about we kept that to a lean like hour and a half so that's good because you got oh. you got a lot of stuff you want to do um, but do. anyways thanks to everyone who joined in and listened to a bit of wrestling talk from us I'm sure Jack will update us with some comic con in the banter next week he'll have some interesting stories I'm sure to talk about so we'll do that then we did not get around to a bonus episode. I did my half, but you have not looked at it yet, but that's yeah. okay. It, we'll just have it in, in the background for when we feel like doing it at in some point. In the chamber. So yeah, it's, it's half in the chamber at least at this point. But anyways, we'll definitely be back here next Saturday for episode 130, no, 140 next week. Is that correct? I would, I After believe so. After 139 comes 140. So it'll be episode right. 140 next Saturday. We'll see you then. And until then, take care.